welcome to Less Than or Equal, the podcast about pursuing equality and geekdom by celebrating the diverse and their accomplishments. I'm your host, Aline Sims, and today I am joined by Lynn Tatum. Lynn, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Lynn, who are you? I am a reluctant... No. (laughs) (laughs) I am a reluctant many things. I understand that. You know, I... Well, I... Oh, gosh, I wear a few hats. I am a a tech enthusiast, singer, writer. Um, Those are the three big things I can think of off the top of my head. And and, and a developer. Yeah, so you have (laughs) a a fairly new app um, available on iOS um, in the App Store, right? Yes. So tell me about it. Okay, well... I taught um, for 20 years. I taught, I mean, I worked for 26 years for someone, whether that was a whomever. Anyway, for 20 years. You were an employee. I was employed, right. Okay. And I um, worked primarily for um, agencies or organizations for, uh, for people who are blind or who serve people who are blind slash visually impaired. And during that time, I taught uh, what we call assistive technology, screen readers and large print and things like that. And But uh, after a while, my main focus became the office products, Word, Excel, PowerPoint. Thankfully, I never got to teach Outlook, and for this, I am truly grateful. <laughs> And Word, Excel, and PowerPoint were enough. I am sure. (laughs) And I used to hand out reams and cassettes and floppy disks and all of these uh, flash drives and all that kind of stuff of notes. So I figured, well, you know, the notes that I'm giving out are are not just great for um, people who are blind and visually impaired. They're great for anyone. So one day I'm just sitting here and I said, oh, oh, why why don't I make an app? Well, aside from the fact that I didn't know how to make an app, that was another (laughs) story altogether. And I never, I did not, what I did, I like to say to folks, I wrote the content of the app and I employed a developer, Michael Dewey's, to um, make the app into, well, to make it into an app. Mm -hmm. And I cannot forget my fabulous partner over there, Ms. Maria Rios, who, um, who without her, the app would be a, just a hot mess <laughs> of, of, uh, of errors. So, uh, she helped proofread. It's good to have those people. Oh my God. It is. She says not to, but she's being very kind. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how it be, uh, how the app came about. I started, uh, uh, in July, I guess I had the thought in June and maybe maybe a little before that. And then it was just a matter of my getting um, get, having the uh, developer get back to me. And uh, I started writing the content for the app, which was the uh, just the, you know, the wording. And the, I marked it up with some HTML and um, I didn't even think of it at the time. I just said, oh, it might, maybe it would be convenient. Um, and it's probably not uh, as apparent to folks who are fully sighted, but my folks who are blind, those are my peeps, <laughs> you know, they are very happy because then they can use um, 
voiceovers rotor and voiceover is the screen reader for iOS mm-hmm. and uh, iDevices, as you know. And uh, so they can use the rotor to move heading by heading uh, so they can get to places quicker. So I'm glad I did that. So, you know, that's that's how the app, in a nutshell, that's how the app came to be. And it's a it, it's right right now it's for Word, correct? It is. It okay. is. And I, I've already gotten requests for, well, are you going to do the other two? And, you know, so in PowerPoint and and oh, well, you should, you, maybe you should do an Outlook. And I'm thinking Outlook. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to learn it first. Yeah, exactly. How did you know? <laughs> I'm telling you, I know the basics of Outlook. <laughs> it would be kind of, um, well, problematic to do Outlook because there's a bit of customization that has to be done for those who use screen readers. Mm-hmm. Whenever we we use um, Outlook, uh, we have to, I, I don't even try anymore. I just call Microsoft help desk and let them take over, you know, and say, okay, do what you must do to make this work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so that's what we do. So there's, there's some customization there. Um, I mean, of course I can give the, the basic stuff, stuff the way I, I did, but I would feel, I would be remiss. I think if someone were to start using Outlook and then it didn't work, as advertised right. you know in the app so I, I feel some responsibility there so that's the only reason i w- probably wouldn't do outlook i have no problem doing excel slash powerpoint so so you found a developer i'm really interested in this process because um i um i am learning well i say i'm learning objective c i'm trying to learn objective c um, i understand but it's hard <laughs> Um, just because it's hard and also yeah. because, you know, I've got two jobs and the podcast yeah. and, you know, other things. And so a husband. And a husband <laughs> and two obnoxious cats. And, oh, um, we have three. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, those those time constraints make it difficult. But um, but I know, like, I know the basics and my job is with a, a company who produces software. So what I'm curious about is is what was the process of finding a developer like and how did you approach that? Gosh, you know, that's, that's a great question because that's a question no one's asked. I thought, well, how I know one person uh, who has this app and I'm going to see it, it was the blind bargains app. And I looked up uh in his, I guess his about section. And I, you know, I saw that, uh, there was this person's name. Now I think, I think I might have asked, uh, JJ Meadow of blind bargains, uh, whom he used and he might, he might've sent me off on some quest. It's murky now, but that's basically how I found him. So I'm just going to say it was through the, uh, JJ Meadow of the blind bargains app because Michael, also, his name is Michael Deweese, also made that Blind Bargains app. Okay. And that's how I found him. It took a while. I, I have to say that I uh, sent, once I got an email, <laughs> it took a while for us to connect. But uh, once we did, then it was, then we were pretty consistent in our communication. And 
um, you know, he told me the price and everything. And I said, okay, well, <laughs> and I, that's how I did it. So I didn't know, you know, I did, I certainly didn't know, um, you know, objective C or anything else. And I thought, mm. you know, I tried to, I tried to have another, um, fully sighted person, uh, help me with this, uh, someone through a friend and he was, he basically said, Oh, well, he said he couldn't do it because he was doing apps for a, a, a corporation or a company or something. And I said, Oh, okay. Well, and so he said, well, you might try this. And, and, you know, he just threw out those links as if, Oh, sure. Right. <laughs> Anybody can learn this stuff. <laughs> and I'm, I started to look at it. I said, wait, what, what? And, you know, he sent me a bunch of links. And to be honest with you, Aline, I was completely overwhelmed. Mm, I, I understand. Said, that app would have been created in 2020 had I had to, <laughs> <laughs> I have, had I had to do it <clears throat> or been left to my own devices and ineptitude and everything else. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, so once we got together, um, you know, then he, you know, we talked a uh, a good deal on on the phone, and uh, he asked me what I what I envisioned for the thing, and we came up with a really nice, simple, uh, you know, structure slash design. He asked about color, and I said, "Well, I, you know, I, I'm <laughs> my I had much more vision when I was in my early." 20s and you know through uh cataracts and lenses and macular degeneration and all of that stuff it has <clears throat> severely declined mm -hmm. so my color sense is not what it was but but one of my favorite colors is purple so i said well as long as you put some purple and blue for marie <laughs> in there we are good to go <laughs> so he came up with a beautiful um what I think is a pretty nice looking app and it's very simple really and uh, he learned uh coding I I guess by by just kind of maybe he learned it through lynda.com oh interesting and, yeah yeah so uh I mean I understand that um you know they're very descriptive it's still daunting though I'm not even gonna lie I mean to to, to actually sit down and f first of all I have to I have to get a Mac and to sit down and, you know, go through, I mean, you know, come on, HTML for me back in the day, well, that was hard enough, right? <laughs> you know, so I said, no, 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 but the, it's interesting. I just have to, um, have to say that I listened to your podcast and it was so, you were so honest and it just about you know your husband asked you you know what what are your regrets or do you have any regrets oh yeah and you said you know i i thought i'd have more listeners and i was like you know this is such a great app i thought i'd have more buyers <laughs> <laughs> so i hearkened back to what you were saying and i yeah. thought oh because and i'm thinking okay i just i just want to recoup my investment right right so even though i, I i'm so grateful to michael it's, you know, really all the advantage goes to him because he gets the money right away. And now I just kind of sit back and wait for it to trickle in, you know? Yeah, that's, so. um, you know, because you never know how these things are going to work out. And, yes. uh, you know, I know with the podcast, uh, it, which is completely, 
mm, I wouldn't say it's completely different from app development, but it's fairly different. And it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you never know. And I've but still, talk- it's a product. Right, right. Kind of, right. You said you never know. Yeah, you never know. Like I've, uh, uh, you know, talking to people who run podcasting networks and sometimes they're like, we don't know which shows are going to be successful. We just kind of do the best we can do and see what people pick up on. And I think it's the same with apps. You know, you do the best you can do and you come on podcasts and talk about it and you, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe you take out some ads. I don't, you know, I don't know. Been there, done that. Right. <laughs> and and you're like, okay, now, now it's just kind of up to, I don't know, God or the universe or uh, you know, the stars aligning or whatever yeah, to see all it, how all it all it. happens. I'm just shaking my head. Yes. Because <laughs> you're so right on all fronts, you know, light some candles, whatever you right. need to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is so it is so podcasts and apps have a great deal in common. I think in that they do. Way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a great analogy. You know, you put it out there. You don't know. I, Listen, it's so funny because I used to do a podcast, I like to say 100 years ago, but around, uh, I think I might have started it in 2005, maybe ended it uh, two or three years later, perhaps. And I just didn't always know who was listening. I didn't know. And then I get on these podcasts to promote the app and they say, oh, yes, I remember you back in the podcast. About- oh, neat. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, where was it again? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you, what did you podcast about? Gosh, just being us, you know, um, tech, anything I could think of. I, I, I'm a big gadget geek, you know, when I can afford it. Mm-hmm. Maria doesn't know, but we are expecting the echo this evening. Oh my goodness. <laughs> nice. I know. And so I would, you know, oh gosh, I've talked about everything. I mean, I even spun off a, a podcast very uh, short. Um, I don't know. I guess a spinoff is as good a name as I can think of a word uh, called I just have to say and there I talked about you know injustice and my hair and blah blah blah, all kinds of crazy stuff (laughs) so it was just yeah Blind Cool Tech was a a platform uh, for us it taught us what podcasting is (laughs) what the heck is an RSS feed uh, feed and all of these what's a podcatcher all of that. So while the world is just now catching up. <laughs> Seriously. Right? Just in the last couple of years, I think, has been, you know, we've had, you know, I've been listening to podcasts since, I don't know, probably 2008. There you go. But um, even I sometimes feel like I was a little late to it. <laughs> but really, <laughs> like, I kind of think that the, I don't, this is going to sound really, I don't know exaggerated but like the podcasting renaissance is yet to come um Mm -hmm. i still think we're in early days and i think that we're gonna see an acceleration in the way that things evolve and change oh definitely i I agree with you i mean it's it's kind of like a plane taking off very slowly on the runway there (laughs) but it's yeah i mean we to mine uh i started uh oh gosh oh five and and they were accrediting accrediting it to this guy and honestly i cannot remember the man's name but uh yeah i mean when we would say podcast it's like what Mm. and and now yeah it's definitely coming into its own and still you know and did you find that you sort of gravitated towards some you try them try like I tried a lot of them 
and then it's say, ah, okay, I like this one more than I like that one. Yep. And your taste started to hone, maybe? You're, you start to hone your taste? Yeah, oh, definitely. And, um, you know, we have really limited time to listen to them. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, Justin, most of the podcasts we listen to, Justin and I listen to together. Um, but the time we have to do that is when we're in the car, but we both work from home. Okay. So we have a really, really, and I mean, we live in Phoenix, which is n- not a walkable city. Public transportation is not very good here. Um, so, you know, anywhere, anytime we need to go somewhere, it's in the car, but um, we have just such limited time to listen to them that it kind of, um, it kind of goes to, you know, well-produced shows shows with good sound quality that's why i've been Mm -hmm. so picky with with sound quality on this show is because it's like i've listened i've started a lot of podcasts that i've given up on because i'm just like i can't listen to it anymore um and yeah there are shows that we um that are still going that we haven't listened to in a couple of years because we couldn't fit it in or because as it you know grew and evolved it went in a direction that wasn't as interesting to us anymore um so yeah there's definitely definitely a lot of that that happens um you know it's just like for me it's just like tv you know there are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. tv series that we started watching and like we forgot about (laughs) like they just weren't (laughs) interesting anymore and so we stopped watching them or we'd look at each other after like a month and be like oh yeah don't we have some episodes of falling skies to watch um Mm -hmm. because that was that was the big disappointment for me in recent um okay so, so yeah i take it you do the same thing I do. I mean, but I I have to say that podcast listening is huge for me. But like you, you know, I, I please I I I listen to them on several, well, at least two devices: my iPhone and a device called the Victor Reader Stream, which is which was made for people who are blind and visually impaired, and, and probably um, folks perhaps with. Um, uh, learning disabilities or something, perhaps, mm-hmm. but I know for sure blind slash visually impaired. And I have at least 60. And lately I have been trying to cull right. because I there's oh, no way. I do love the NPR because they are so beautifully produced, I have to say. They are. You know, but I love some, I, I you know, blind people are my people. I heard what did I say. They're my peeps. <laughs> so I I listened to a few of them. I wish we had more women doing uh, the tech podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to one this morning, and uh, I said, you know, this is great information and everything. But oh my gosh, they're all men. What's happening, women? What's happening? Yep. I can't be the only one. We can't be the only ones. You and I out there who are interested <laughs> in tech. And, well, and all the ladies and stuff who've been on your show. <laughs> there is a show on Relay called Rocket, um, and that's okay. with um, uh, three women who work in tech um, in various roles, um, oh. and they they talk about current news and events. So that might be one to to check out. I definitely will do that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because I have a lot of. Um, uh, well, NPR has a, a whole roster of, of women and stuff. You get to know their names and all of this stuff. And, and it's wonderful. But uh, we've got to catch up in the blind community, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, we have more women, I think, on the Apple side talking about Apple things than I can hear on the Windows side. And right now, I mean, I 
I'm more a Windows person, but I'm not that I'm becoming a Mac person, but I, I'm taking Mac lessons now. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I'm going to have my, you know, sort of, st- I'm going to stand in both camps. Might so, as well. Yeah. You know, I had to get over, you know, all of my angst about the Mac and all of that, but <laughs> You know, I really did. I'm not even going to sit here and lie to you on just because it was there was I would have such a visceral reaction because of what was happening in the blind community around the Mac and that kind of thing. I told you, but you heard me talk a little bit about that with with Robert. So, yeah, but will you will you share with the listeners of the show what what that was? Sure. Um, Let's see if I can word it a little better than I did when I was speaking with him. But uh, when the the Mac took a while to become fully accessible and or, or accessible at all, I mean, there were there was uh, I think it was called uh, well, I'm outspoken was a screen reader. Okay, eh, was not so great, uh, and I forget the large print. I, at one point, I knew the large print name, and now I can't remember. But they did have some rudimentary um, uh, assistive tech, but. I got my first job using a Windows PC and I worked for 26 years and I, you know, I taught using the PC. And then when the Apple uh, came out with voiceover and um, blind folks started uh, slash visually impaired people started to migrate towards the, the Mac, uh, it, it it was almost like, OK, now you, you know, Windows people are there. There's it was almost as if we were like dinosaurs or, or we weren't as good as or, uh, or you know and it was, was some like, elitism say again yeah elitism yes and i didn't understand it and and windows bashing why are you bashing windows windows was there for you all those years all the years i was working it's there for me now i'm behind me i have my pc you know it might be breaking down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> But they all do, though, eventually. Right? So did all, all of them, the Macs included, right? You know. So I, I but, uh, and so that was, that was my problem. And I really had to get over that, I like it, that elitism. And, uh, and so as I've been taking the lessons, I'm not going to say that I'm, I'm thinking, oh, wow, this is just wonderful. No. <laughs> I'm saying this is. This is another tool. This mm-hmm. is a tool in my toolbox that, and in order to uh, work with the lynda.com and to learn all the things I need to learn to even stick my toe in the coding water, <laughs> uh, waters, you know, I have to, I have to do it. You cannot code on the PC. They will not allow you to make an app on the PC, which makes sense to me. I mean, it's hello, we're talking apps. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where I am. But it, but it took me a while. And, and if, believe me, people tell me to this day, oh, Lynn, you know, you were the one who said you would never, and I thought, I thought, you know, you really should never say never. You really shouldn't. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> um, So I've been a Mac user since again, since 2008, you can tell okay. my husband and I got together in 2007. And that's when it's like, I started listening to podcasts in 2008. And I switched to Mac oh, in 2008, because he started buying me things. And so, uh-huh. 
And so, uh, so we lived together and I was working on this like rickety Lenovo laptop yes. trying to like beating my head against the wall. And, okay. and he was like, oh, well, for the things that you're doing, a Mac will be so much better. And he was a Mac user. And so, you know, he bought one for me and um, I haven't used Windows since. And sometimes I I have a little bit of guilt around that. But for me, the experience is so much better and the things that I need to do, it works so much better because a lot of what I do, like creating um, something I do is I create forms, paper Mm -hmm. forms for like doctor's offices to fill out or Ah. patients at doctor's offices to fill out. And that's really it's so much harder to do in Word than pages. Um, even though the new pages is awful and I don't like it, but um, it's still easier than using word for Mac. Um, but yeah, I, I, it, it will be interesting to talk to you in a few months to see, to see where you stand, um, and see what, what you think, like the pros and cons of both platforms are, especially with your perspective as, you know, because as a sighted person, it's like, Uh well, you know, okay, it's, it, it looks different. It's kind of weird, but there are some conceptual things that, um, uh, that are very, very different. Yes, (laughs) there are. And, um, I will tell you that the one thing about the Mac that's kind of, that's made it easier or I guess more palatable for me is the, um, the VO gestures that we use. Because for me, they're a lot like the gestures I use on my phone slash iPod. So with my um, Bluetooth keyboard. Mm -hmm. So that part is cool. I think you will hear many folks, um, blind folks who start using the Mac or who don't want to use the Mac. They'll talk about something called interacting. Okay. And because... In order to access certain parts of the screen, you have to interact and then you have to uninteract or deinteract or whatever they call it. And, you know, <laughs> Maria's laughing at me. I know. I know. I don't know the correct terminology, but I got the interact part. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's okay. It, you know, you, inevitably I'm going to compare because I've been using Windows since 84. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm thinking, oh. This is just so tedious. Why do we have to interact with everything? And so, and then we have to uninteract. And and so, but but I think that once I start using it on a quote regular quote basis, mm-hmm. then it won't be as you know as hard. And I also love that you can do some of the the VO gestures on the trackpad. You know, you can shut voiceover up. You can you can do these rotor gestures and all of these things that we do and, and, um, activate, uh, you know, uh, apps by just kind of moving the same way I would move on my, as I said, on my Bluetooth keyboard and, and BO space bar and which I think is, um, control option space bar. And, uh, so that part is a okay. And it has all the, the, uh, you know, the dock, when we have a dock on the iPhone and all of the things like Messenger and all of these things that I I know, mail mm. and things like that. So that part is okay. You know, I don't know about Word and that kind of stuff <laughs> or pages or anything, but I think some of it will be, you know, okay for me to do. Mm-hmm. 
I won't want to throw it out the window. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. I, 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 I had a student. It was just two students. I was teaching keyboarding. I will never forget. And this woman had the best accent, which I won't do now. But, and she came in and she said, I threw my computer out the window. Actually, I did part of it. <laughs> I said, what? You, you, what? You know, I thought she was kidding. No, I'm serious. <laughs> oh, no. She threw her Windows computer out the window. Oh, no. Oh, my God. So I don't want to throw a, you know, $1,200, $1,500 Mac out the window. No. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, sell it, you know. Just... You're right. <laughs> so I'm really, I'm, I'm really, first, I'm surprised at myself, actually, you know, because if you, had you asked me a, a year ago, you know, I would not have been in this frame of mind, believe me, where I'm at least trying and, you know, and willing to do something. But again, that's all the app. And I should, I guess I should mention that it's called ML Word Tips. Yes. And that will be in the show notes so that um, people can go check it out. Fabulous. Going back to the app, who, who is your audience for that? Everybody. Everybody. Earth. <laughs> Everyone. Whether you have an iPhone or iPod Touch or not. That's everybody. correct. Okay. Everybody. Because this is how the app works. As a teacher for the visually impaired for 20 years, I gave out copious notes, copious, uh, just, just reams of paper, as I said, and, and all kinds of audio notes and notes on everything conceivable media you can think of okay and I thought well you know this all of these notes um I'd want to say make but help a person become more productive mm -hmm. and if you as in you plural if you try using keystrokes to do some basic things uh as opposed to the mouse, you just might find yourself becoming a bit more productive. Mm -hmm. Now, I was talking to a young man who was doing some um, videoing of me the other day, and he said, so you made this app for the visually impaired? I said, no, I made it for anyone who wants to use Word with keystrokes. All, every single keystroke has nothing to do with there's no mention of screen readers or, or screen magnification. All it is is you open the app and there is a list of, of topics. You double tap on a topic, let's say selecting text, and I talk you through with some humor because I couldn't do it without a bit of humor, uh, how to select a word, select a line, select a paragraph, select all. And then I talk you through how to save, how to bold, how to insert page numbers, uh, change font and size, all from your keyboard. So it really is for anyone who would like to take up the challenge, if you will, of putting down their, their mouse. As a matter of fact, I say in the introduction or somewhere, I say, give your mouse a well-needed vacation. Indeed. <laughs> you know, and, you know, try. I, I think I'd say at the end, try it and you just might be surprised at your increased productivity. So more than anything else, that's what ML Word Tips is. It's I mean, my, I have nothing less than world domination in mind. 
<laughs> if I could, that, if only my app sales would reflect that. Indeed. But that is my goal <laughs> for anyone because you know, people still use Word for uh, uh, school. They still use Word for work. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, maybe there are other people out there, such as myself, who use a PC but also use an iDevice. Oh, my God, please, I'm tethered to my iDevice. Right. <laughs> you know, and I, so I figured, well, okay, but I do use both, and I can't possibly be the only one out there. And um, and that's really, I know, you know, that's why I invested in myself and our idea and and went for it. Well, and I think um, I can't tell you the number of people who I have taught, not just keyboard shortcuts, but just uh-huh. that copy and paste exist. Yes. Um, you know, I have I uh, I used to work in an IT department and I yes. used to go up to people and they're like a, with their dual monitor set up um, yes. because, you know, our office was cool like that. So like pretty much everybody had two monitors, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And they'd have two copies. They'd have like Microsoft Word. Uh-huh. Or their Outlook open on one monitor and Word yes. open in another one. And they mm. were transferring, they were typing yes. out what was in the email into Word. And I had, I was like, no, copy and paste is a thing. You don't have to do that. And it was amazing. They were just, <laughs> you know, absolutely gobsmacked. And when I showed them, you know, like a keyboard shortcut, you know, yes, yes. you can copy this with two keystrokes. And they were yes. like, Wow. And it completely like I still have people, you know, like six or seven years later who come up to me and say, like, I can't thank you enough for teaching me how to copy and paste, you know, and I never got around to bolding and all of the stuff that you get into in the app, you know, it was just (laughs) copy and paste. Um, So I really. And yet that was so powerful. Right. right? Yeah. So I think that it's um, it's it's a lot of great information that I think. You know, certainly the people who listen to less than or equal take for granted because we're all, I think, for the most part, you know, we're all really techie. You know, we mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. copy, paste, bold. We know HTML and CSS. And mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we have this this knowledge that a lot of people just don't never even occurs to them might be a thing. So I think it's really cool that you created an app for that. Well, thank you. And and when you mentioned HTML and CSS, oh, my God, back in- Back in my youth, <laughs> I, I, I could, you know, I did that and really, aren't we, aren't we really doing keyboarding just all the time, really? Because yeah. CSS made us, we had to type font, colon, whatever it was, and mm-hmm. blah, 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 and something, and, you know, less than, H1, greater than, and we were always interacting with the keyboard, mm-hmm. even with the coding, you know, so and and Command C, Command X, and Command V. <laughs> Those are my three big keys that I know. Yep. <laughs> on the Mac for cut, copy, and paste. I'm with you. Same stuff. Control C, Control V, Control X. I, when I left my job, uh, December. Actually, it's this month. This, the this month, a year ago, I I was getting ready to leave my my job of 14 years. Um, and I said to Maria, if I never have to say to somebody, control B again or control anything, right. <laughs> it's going to be too soon. <laughs> but I don't mind 
you know, instructing folks, you know, in an app and, uh, you know, sending out that information. Yeah. So. So can we talk about singing? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to send you a link and I totally. Oh, I wish. I, I wish. Um, I, I, you know, but I will send it to you when we finish. Perfect. So. Uh, when I listened to the Tech Doctor podcast, the episode with mm-hmm. you um, that you did with past mm-hmm. listener, equal guest, Dr. Robert Carter, um, yes. you talked about how you did, you've done some cabaret recently, and I thought that might yeah. be an interesting thing to talk about. Okay, well, we did the last sort of cabaret-ish thing we did. We Okay, I'll back up a little bit and say we generally do, we've done two cabarets for the holiday. Uh one last year and the one year before that I think I was just tired this year (laughs) you've had a big year (laughs) you know we you know yeah because I mean I think you heard on the podcast all of the things we've done Mm -hmm. and I'll tell you but I don't think what I got to say about the cabaret that I can say here is you know I frankly I'm gonna I didn't know my beep from a hole in the ground (laughs) Okay. When it came to a cabaret, getting, getting a gig, I wasn't getting, um, you know, when you're part of a school and I've been a part of the lighthouse music school for over 30 years. And, um, you know, you, you sing for them with them. It's the school thing, you know, but I thought, wow, you know, maybe just maybe I can, branch out or I can, I can get my own gigs. (laughs) So that's always been, you know, I think that's, that's all, that's been Lynette all the time. Mm -hmm. If some, if I can't find someone to do it for me, I will do it myself. (laughs) I I do that too. Really? See, so you get it, right? Because otherwise we'll just be waiting and it won't be happening. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. We don't want that. We obviously have something we want to sing. We want to say, we want to do what are we waiting? Right. That's <laughs> you know? why this podcast exists is because I was like, well, I can either sit around waiting for somebody to start talking about these issues or uh-huh. I can just start doing it now. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I did, Aline. I just, I said, I know don't tell mama we've been there a few times and I am going to, you know, I'm going to find the person that I have to find the booking manager, Sydney. Lord love you. <laughs> and I'm going to send some links, you know, to y- this person. And uh, and if he likes them or likes what he hears, maybe he'll contact us. And sure enough, he did. And it was such an empowering feeling to know I, I put something out there. I sent something out there, uh, you know, and, and singing. Good Lord, I, I'm in New York City. We're, they're wall-to-wall artists here, right. <laughs> you know. So the fact that he said, oh, you know, they really are good. Oh, my God. Then we were late to the audition, but that was a whole other story. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. But but in any case, we he sat there, and he's so eccentric and just really so lovely. And he said, oh, sure, and blah, blah, blah. He be he told us the story and all of this crazy stuff. And once we got that first toe in the water, I said, okay, great, we can do this. Now, 
Because I'm 53 and I don't mind saying, let me back up because that's the second cabaret. The first cabaret we got kind of, I don't even know how we got it. I sent something to the booking manager and I never heard and never heard. And then all of a sudden, uh, our guitarist said, oh, we have the gig at the triad. So our first gig really was at the triad. And the booking manager came up to me and he, you know, he kissed me on the cheek and he said, oh, you were just wonderful and blah, blah, blah. And thank you so much. You can come back anytime. And I said, oh, thank you. And then, but since I didn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I know that was the end of that. I didn't know his name. I'm a, now, the sad part was I found the email with with the booking manager's name much later on. And I do mean months later in my email. And I thought, oh, OK. But we got the triad NYC out of the way. But we really have worked with Sydney a lot. We've done, I think it's fair to say, at least uh, four. Yes, I think we've done seven and we've done at least four or five with Sydney at Don't Tell Mama which is the it's one of the oldest cabarets here in New York City. And it's a whole other ball game, Aline. I mean, you get out that you you do it all. You send out the the flyers. We get our we have to get our makeup done. We, what are we going to wear? Blah, blah, what are we get what's the program going to be? Who's going to be on it? What are we, who are we going to use for a pianist? Blah, blah. Oh my god, just everything. And but we've done it. <laughs> So that must be uh, an incredible feeling, though. It, you know what? It really is. Oh, my God. I mean, the first time we, we landed, the cabaret was wonderful. It was, and we said, oh, I, I said, I can do this again. But I said, I want more control. So that's why we contacted Sydney. And it's just, you know, if I were a more organized person, I would make a list of things that I have to do each time. You know, for just us, a just, check, a perpetual checklist. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, I, but I, I'm kind of there, <laughs> but I wouldn't say I'm the most organized person in the world with, when it comes to that. You'd think I'd be better, but we have had all, all of the cabarets have been really successful. Um, we did have a cabaret. Oh, my gosh. Just a few days after Sandy. And uh, Sandy was, I guess it was a, a superstorm that mm -hmm. hit here in New York City. And um, wow, I said to Maria, we, we have to sing. I said, if we are singing to ourselves, we have to do this. And Sydney was so funny because I think he thought we were going to back out. And I said, no, 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 no we're going to do this. We are not backing out. So, I mean, really, we, we had, uh, I, I think he said like 45 people scheduled to come. And I think we had half of that. I was I was still thrilled. We didn't. We only had two of our four musicians. Oh, thank God! One of them was the pianist, and the other was our cute bass guy Sam. And we pulled it off. We did. We did. We did what we had to do. Oh, oh. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that in a while. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, <laughs> wow. I mean, I. I'm thinking because I used to take voice lessons. Yes. Um, I do not sing in front of anybody but the husband and cats. Um, so, oh. but um, it's it's uh, delightful to hear the smile in your voice as you're talking about oh. this experience. <laughs> That's amazing. 
Well, thank you. I I mean, singing is something I've been doing since I was so tiny. And I, I guess I will do it, you know, until I shuffle off this mortal coil. And uh, yes, drama queen, I guess, is the other hat I wear. <laughs> but but it's it's been so, uh, it's been lovely. And I, I also, um, I'm not going to say I, you know, I'm no guitarist, but I can definitely accompany myself. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoy doing that. And I play a little drum in our band. We have a band, Jam 59. Um, we call ourselves Jam 59 for the Lighthouse and Radio Ready when we go outside of the Lighthouse. And we've done a, a gig out, uh, many a gig well, with them on the outside. And that's fun because working with, you know, the dynamics of a band are different from just the, you know, Marie and I working right. together. And so we've, we've had a full experience. Um, you know, it's been, it's been fun. This, the music has been, is ever present in my world. And uh, so, and may it always be. Indeed. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to talk about on the show today? Um, I, I think I've, I, I thank you for asking about the music. Um, I think we talked about the, the app and those are the two big things in my life right now. Um, in fact, we'll be singing on Monday, and it's kind of cool because it's uh, the Episcopal Actors Guild, and they uh, provide funds for uh, performers who can't pay their bills if you know they're short on their bills or they 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 are you know they don't have enough food and and stuff like that. And uh, so that'll be fun. There's an anything goes night, and we'll be we'll be one of the crowd performing for that. So that's gonna be cool, and that's that's going to be our um, music for the holiday. So the only thing I've been doing is just playing my music on my various devices. But <laughs> that's a good thing to do, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you. I want to thank Justin. I know you, you work together to put the podcast together. And, you know, thank you for allowing me to just kind of let it out there and get it out there. Yeah, I'm so glad you wrote. Uh, Lynn, how can people find you online? Okay, well, I'm Techlin46, and I'm going to spell that T-E-C-H-L-Y-N-N-E 46 on Twitter and Facebook. And we do have a website and it's malinworks.com. But honestly, right now it looks like a blog and I've got to turn it into a true site. Not me. I'm not going to do that, but I I will hire someone. Somebody will do that. Yes, someone will do that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes, yes. yes. So I don't, you know, I say, well, it's there, but (laughs) you're just going to really see the the promo for the app. So. Okay, well, you can find the show on Twitter at Less Than or Equal. If you have feedback, suggestions for guests, or would like to be a guest, be like Lynn, go to uh, relay.fm slash LTOE and fill out the contact form. If you have a few minutes, it really helps the show if you can rate or leave a review on iTunes or just tell people, tweet about the show, um, ask, ask us questions. Thanks for listening. Until next time on an internet near you, I'm Aline Sims for Less Than or Equal.